Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I've got my friend Casey Corbin with me, who is not only a great artist, but a real influencer in the whole acrylic pouring world. Uh, And Casey, I'm so glad that you're here with me to share your story today. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm pretty excited to be here. Absolutely. We've kind of gotten to know each other on, uh, we're Facebook Mm -hmm. friends, right? We're not real friends, Mm -hmm. although I think we are. But uh, (laughs) I was privileged to be able to do a a Facebook Live into one of your groups uh, not too long ago. We've just been keeping up with each other, not only artistically, but also just uh, with our love for the Lord. And I was really yeah. uh, struck by a post that you put up the other day, and that was kind of the the impetus for the invitation to be on the podcast. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read just the first paragraph from that, because I think sure. it's, a, it's a great jumping off point from uh, just to get started today. And, and you said this, you said, one year ago today, I was fired from my job. Their decision to free me from their employ totally took me by surprise. But today I reflected on where I was then and where I am now. And I look mm-hmm. at where you're at now and I go like, wow, God's really blessing this guy. <laughs> and all that. But, you know, take us back, roll the tape back and uh, tell us what that was like. And even before when you were working a full-time job and all that, how, how did that feel and what were your aspirations and uh, just talk a little bit about this whole process of moving sure, in. Yeah. You know, I'm artist. Yeah. My, uh, I, I had a relative ask me over Thanksgiving. We had everybody over at our, our house and they, you know, they, they were kind of asking me about how things were going. And, and I said, you know, it's funny. Um, I, uh, I, I really am. I'm in a much better space. I really like my schedule. I'm making more money. Um, our income never took a drop, which is absolutely amazing. That's just wow. God's provision. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but, and, you know, our savings has increased. So it's just amazing. You know, everything you would not expect, you know, upon <laughs> being, being terminated. And, I, but I, it also dawned on me in that conversation that I would have never made the transition. I would have never, I would have never quit. You know, I would have never, I'd never done that because, I was so very fulfilled in that job. I really enjoyed, um, I'm like, I'm a counselor and it was a rehab for substance abuse. I had as a Christian environment. And so I had opportunity, no hold barred, uh, Jesus, you know, so we just got to see the Holy spirit move in my office and in the classroom and in the environment all the time. And that was very fulfilling. And I, it would have been very difficult for me to actually to have heard from God to say, okay, time to go somewhere else. And so it almost had to happen that way. Even though, and I recognize that, and also recognize that I, I, I would not want to be there anymore. Um, however, the way that it was handled was not a very nice way. You know, these were these were my I considered my Christian you know brothers um, in the leadership there, and they didn't handle the situation correctly. And um, so that I felt very betrayed in that situation. It was very hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, which, you know, I, I was my job at that place to teach the forgiveness class, which I broke into <laughs> to, 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 uh, th- three hours of teaching on forgiveness. And I also teach it, uh, you know, elsewhere too. 
And so a little bit, just so like God, you know, is he kind of elbowed me and said, well, it's time to practice what you preach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really, that, that has had to happen at a deeper level in my life. And I can tell you right now, I can tell you, uh, the, you know, the week that it happened that I forgive everyone. I have no hatred in my heart. Um, I pray blessings over every person that was involved, you know, with that and particularly the people that I felt like, you know, did not handle the situation correctly. And I have, you know, a real freeness uh, inside me that, um, you know, I have forgiven. Um, now, you know, uh, trust is another issue, right? Yeah. You know, so, so <laughs> that, that's, I think people get confused about that all the time. But I, but I do feel uh, forgiven up. Um, but I'm always ready for God to reveal a different layer and have to forgive again. So I yeah. think that's just kind of the process that we have here. But I I'm really glad that I'm think it's interesting to see, though, that every time that we step into a new season with the Lord and every time that there's a promotion, there's always going to be that temptation to choose uh, bitterness, you know, to choose unforgiveness, to, to really choose the lesser. And it's like, I think those become these doors, these portals that we either get to walk through or that trip us up. And um, it's so, I guess it's just so beautiful to see, you know, obviously you're a mature believer, love the Lord, want his best for your life. And you, I feel like, you know, Yoda or, you know, one of these guys, like, <laughs> you, have, you have chosen correctly, you know, you have <laughs> on Indiana Jones, you know, you, you have chosen the right path. And, but it, you know, you're going to know by the fruit, right? And I think you're, you're, yeah. Proving that, so yeah. 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 I don't think, I don't think I've handled everything perfectly in the last year, but I had, but I, but I am pleased at what God has brought the peace into my life. And, yeah. and I think that you're right. There's a connection between releasing and letting go of those things in the past, particularly when we have a heart bond or hurt, you know, mm-hmm. attached to it. And then, and then, so our hands are empty to be able to receive what God has for us next. Wow. Now you talked about in that post, and I'm just kind of using that as a, a beautiful little sure. script, but you talked about this whole idea of self-sabotage and that sort of thing. And that's really uh-huh. something that God's been working on you uh, yeah. through this process and maybe even before I'm sure, but talk a little mm-hmm. bit about how self-sabotage manifested itself in your life and some of the things that the Lord's shown you to use to really walk through those. Well, it's, it's, it's always funny because people expect they go to a counselor and when they think that they're going to be this person that gives them lots of advice and they're incredibly you know wise and they've never <laughs> made any kind of the foolish decisions that they've made in life. And I, and I always joke and I say, there is a reason why people major in psychology. <laughs> I've not met a single person yet. <laughs> they're trying to fix themselves, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Is that we, we go in there going, I got to get this. <laughs> I got to do something about this. And so I, uh, I professionally, uh, I do more life coaching now than I do counseling, which is really awesome, but uh, countering people's self-sabotage, their subconscious self-sabotage is what I do day in and day out in my counseling office. And it's uh, not just coincidental that I've had a problem with that in my own life. And uh, as I reflected in that post is that 10 years ago, I had a counseling business uh, myself. I've always been entrepreneurial. So, you know, I, I kind of always felt like that going into that program, I felt like I was called by God and it was going to be a ministry thing, but I also didn't feel like it was going to be forever because I'm just built to be more of an entrepreneur. And so 10 years ago, I had this counseling business. It was a program and I was sabotaging that. I really feel like on a daily basis, I was there 
60 plus hours a week, you know, didn't really get to see my wife. I have four wonderful children, wonderful wife, so, you know, my, my, I disconnected from my family, you know, because of that. And I was micromanaging every detail. And that um, was a mistake. And it's just ironic to me now that I have the same business, but it's, uh, uh, it's ran by other people and, and other staffed by other counselors. And I haven't even stepped foot in that uh, building in over three years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so you just juxtapose those two things and it's doing well, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it doesn't take any of my time, you know, to do that anymore. So it's just one of those really neat life lessons that God kind of prepped me for. And so sometimes we stop self-sabotaging by just getting out of the way. Mm. And I, I had to get out of the way. And I guess both these scenarios, really. That's, that's incredible. But it's a, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we do it in so many ways and we do it for so many reasons. Um, I'm kind, kind of gifted to help people find their root issues, usually in childhood. And so in a, in a really weird, um, I believe it's a spiritual gift of mine, you know, the Holy Spirit just flows and helps us to find. And as soon as we do, we go, when I go, okay, that's it right there. You know, when you're eight years old and this happened, blah, 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 you know, the client just told me about, it's like a light bulb goes off and they're like, how come I couldn't see that before? You know, and that's just our denial laws. We, we, you know, that's why, that's why we self-consciously sabotage. We don't know that we're doing it. And that you have to have, you know, uh, the light, you know, the person of the light. That's right. Jesus come into the situation, shine his light for us to be able to see. Um, because darkness wants to surround those things. So we continue to sabotage our life and waylay God's plans for our life and our effectiveness in the kingdom of God. And so uh, denial bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as they yeah. say, denial ain't just a river in Egypt, right? I mean, it's a... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, Much more powerful force. That's right. That's right. Now, talk a little bit about your art because, you know, I'm here in this counseling background and all this sort mm-hmm. of thing and helping people work through their issues. God's maturing you mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. But when did your art begin to surface and how did the Lord even begin to hint at the, the idea that maybe you could do this as part of your vocation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, about, uh, about seven years ago, I started in that program and because there was a very Christian environment, it just kind of took a cap off and, mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit just started flowing in me in, in a way that was really, really neat wow. and really, really scary <laughs> at the same time. And so um, we just went further, farther, faster into people's, you know, the, just, just the, the dirt and the crud of their life. And just right. very, you, you can imagine, you know, a counselor sits down. It's, it's an unnatural relationship. It is. I admit that to my, to my new clients. Here you go. You're going to sit down with a counselor who maybe you haven't met before, you're going to share with them your entire life history and maybe some things that you've never told anybody ever before in your life and you just met them, yeah. right? So that's a, that doesn't occur in nature. And so it's an artificial environment in order to help the therapeutic process, you know, happen rather quickly. And so the Holy Spirit just accelerated something that's already very, very accelerated. But the way that it was affecting me is that I'm a highly sensitive person. That's actually a new classification in psychology and HSP is, is, and and I think it aligns with some people's spiritual gifts too. It's very interesting to uh, your listener that thinks that you might be. And I think that artists have a tendency to be HSPs is we just have this inner knowing and a connectedness 
to other people, particularly their feelings. Mm. And so you can imagine, you know, if I did an assessment or two that day, I would come home with someone else's 30 years of baggage yeah, on sure. my mind and my heart and my feelings, right? You know, and so I got a very distinct word from God that year. This was uh, seven years ago. And it was do something creative every day. So every day I would come home and I'd kiss my wife and say hi to the kids and then go back to my shed that I'd converted into a studio in my backyard. And it could be 15 minutes. It could be 45 minutes. It might be just continuing, you know, a piece that I started. It might just be cleaning up or it might just be building a frame or something like that. But something that required me to tap into creativity. And I'm telling you, Tom, Matt, it was like it was just coming. This it was like purging out wow. of me, wow. and, you know, going into the art, you know, or, or away from me. And I really believe that it kind of saved me, you know, mm. uh, and it continued to be that that evolved into I really like I, I some of my challenges in art is uh, I'm not I, I have a, a poor depth perception. I always have. I can't play sports. <laughs> I get to the basketball. It goes anywhere but where it's supposed to be. Right. I've always been that way. And so part of my, I have a, a hard time with perspective. I couldn't sit down and draw a face, you know, a human being, you know, that kind of stuff. So, of course, I gravitated over to abstract art. And I, then some weird forms of art, like handmade paper and stuff. And so I'd be doing all these different things. And about then I wrote a book on uh, group art therapy, uh, kind of emerged from it. And at the time, uh, acrylic paint pouring certainly wasn't the big trend that it is now. Uh, and I it, it, here in my, <laughs> I feel stupid, you know, saying this now, but I thought I had created that art form. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. The, the only thing I had seen was that there's these great YouTube videos where people were building these wood pillars, like with stacked wood. And then they would take paint, usually just regular paint, and they would pour a color and call it a puddle pour now. But they'd pour one and pour pink, then they'd pour, you know, yellow, then they'd pour blue. You know, and it would come down in these real cool ripples all over this three-dimensional statue you know like form and I thought that's really cool but who in the world has room for something like that to walk around in their house you know pedestal art um you know I certainly did so I started said why can't we do this in a two-dimensional arena and so I started doing it on canvases and boards and stuff I just hadn't seen anybody else do it but there were tons of people doing it <laughs> <laughs> and that evolved into first just using it with clients in a group setting and I had kind of life lessons tied into it and that type of thing and um, uh, and then it just evolved. And then about, um, about a year and a half ago, I think it's kind of like when the acrylic paint point kind of hit, and that's when you started seeing the flip cups, you know, on social right. media and people would lift up a cup and there'd be paint that went all over the place on the canvas. Most people have seen that by now. They just don't know what it is. And you know, my stuff back seven years ago was primitive in nature. You know, it would crack and craze and powder because I didn't know anything about pouring medium or, right. you know, what giant grinders, you know, it, 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 and all those things. And uh, the silicone that we had to create the cells, you know, that I certainly didn't know about. So now it's, you know, pretty advanced stuff. It's pretty fun. And the next thing for me was then taking that um, and starting to teach other people how to do acrylic paint pouring. So when you got fired from your job, I'm just trying to make the connection. When you got mm -hmm. fired from your job, were you like, hallelujah, I can now do my art? Or were you <laughs> freaked out and like, I have no clue what I'm going to do? Or I mean, how did that feel? What was the transition like? And when did the light bulb go off for you? 
And I think my answer to that is yes. I think it was all those things. And, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, at first, it was it totally took me by shock. Totally took me by surprise. I was not anticipating this. Um, May I think I had some pride involved in that too because I thought that I would be the last person that they would let go. You know, sure. I had a good reputation for what I did and and stuff. Um, you know, as it turns out, you know, the organization was just downsized and they were letting go of their more higher paid staff, but. We, uh, uh, I had, and I think you talked about this too, I've heard you, is that sometimes, you know, today it's really hard to just have one source of income. Yeah. I think it's wise for people to diversify and to have more than one source of income for them. And so um, I had two little side hustles going on that uh, I was doing private practice counseling I'd only see like one person a day, you know, not very much. It was in the evening. And then I would, uh, I had started, I think I had only done two of the acrylic paint pouring classes that I was teaching. And uh, that's what God just immediately accelerated. And so with, with, like I said, without a dip, you know, in our income, both of those things took over and I have, we're a family of six. I have four children and was able to immediately meet our needs. You know, I just, those just ramped up very quickly, um, but they were in place, you know. And if I'm not uh, mistaken, kids like to eat three times a day, every day, right? I mean, they Well, other people's <laughs> kids maybe, but mine, I think more. I don't know, the food just disappeared. <laughs> I've got a 14-year-old, and I'm like, where are you putting all this food? I don't even know, but... Yeah, I get yeah, it. Cole, Cole, uh, Cole is my 14 year old, and I could say, yes, yes, uh, that's the age. <laughs> well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free, and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in His kingdom. Now listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person and bam, you're in, okay? So listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artist Facebook group. Do it now and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. Well, you know, I think there's something, Casey, that happens and I've experienced it. I've seen other people experience it that, that when you make that decision to align with God's design on your life, that there's this, yeah. there's these double doors of favor that begin to open yeah. like this acceleration that begins to happen. And that's what I'm hearing as you're telling your story. It's like, all of a sudden I got fired. I made the decision to lean into that to say, yes, Lord. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 here come the opportunities. Here comes the provision. And it's, it's almost like, where has this been my whole life? You know, like, yeah. It, and is, is this too easy? You know, <laughs> <laughs> as you know there's a lot of work and yeah. so there's a lot of work in um building you know the majority of my income now comes from uh teaching these classes i also do private practice you know as well that's ramped up as well too um and then also i mentor other teachers of the uh paint pouring niche 
So all over the world, people that specifically teach paint pouring to other people. Um, I have a um, uh, the only Facebook group that's like that called uh, Teachers of Flow, and we we you know we just um, uh, we do a lot of coaching and mentor mentoring uh, through that page. And that's a lot of fun, you know, to kind of just, I know you know this, is because yeah. you, you have something in you that you can give to somebody else and help them. Because, I mean, this, most people don't realize, uh, and I know you probably, you have artists of all kinds of different uh, backgrounds and disciplines on here. Um, and, but I do notice that uh, like on the 30 day challenges and stuff that you have a lot of people that do do um, acrylic paint coin is that when, and this is, just, you know, God, you know, blessing, you share your finances on stuff. So I'm assuming that I can too. Yeah. Uh, walk into I walk routinely walk into a uh, workshop, do a, a four hour workshop and I make, you know, over a thousand dollars for doing that. Absolutely. And so now all of a sudden in one day I can make what you used to cost, you know, took me a week yeah. to do. Yeah. And so it, my time is being multiplied and it's allowing me to be able to do a lot more with, uh, you know, and other things. And so that's really exciting to me. Well, that's a beautiful so, thing. Um, so, I think when you learn to understand how provision works, it's always in line with your assignment. And as you start to lean into your assignment, you start to see the flow of provision and it takes you out of that trading time for money thing, as opposed to, yeah creating assets that will continue to uh, bring income into your life over time based on the skills yeah. and on the things that, you know, God's done in your life, which is, which is huge. So. Yeah. Yeah. And those are our goals. And I've always had those goals of not trading hours for dollars and for having intellectual property, that type of thing. Um, but now I have the time to be able to do that. And so, uh, you know, not to your degree, <laughs> you are going to be you know, about to have 10,000 people. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's all, that's awesome. Uh, but, you know, it, we're, we're set off really for um, 2019 to really take off and the structures are now in place. And so it's just, it's just really neat to see what God's doing. Absolutely. Well, you know, Casey, I know that there are so many people out there. We were joking beforehand that like, I know there are people out there that are, that are wishing they got fired from their job, you know, or, or wishing that, you know, that they had enough faith to really step out and, and take their art to the next level and that sort of thing. What would you say to somebody that's, that's in the middle of that struggle right now? Um, and just like, I don't, I just don't know if I can do it. Well, what I found in my life over and over again, because I've been in ministry since I've been an adult is, is that God gives you a vision and then he kills the vision in front of you. You know, it's like a sacrificial altar, uh, you know, and it's just, it's dead right there. And you're, and you're thinking, what in the world is going to come of this? And then he, only God can resurrect the dead. And so as he resurrects that thing, that burden that he's put on you, the ministry, the, the you know, the, it, just at that moment where it, it just seems to be that pattern. Have you seen that too, Matt, where it just seems like God lays onto somebody it could be a big thing small thing you know a huge ministry a personal ministry and says oh yes i want to i'm willing god i want to do that and then something some crisis typically kills it dead and so in their heart they're just like it's not going to happen That's you know? right. and, and, and that even gets us into a crisis of faith you know sometimes of where you know god was i able to hear you you know are you real you know what's right. going on here and then as he resurrects that thing 
the wonderful thing about that is, is that years later, when this thing, when you're in the flow of this, um, people can come up to you and say, wow, I'm really impressed with your ministry. You know, you must be really, <laughs> the force must be strong with you. <laughs> and it, you know, and in your heart of heart, you know, <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, that's right. We can't pat ourselves on the back. We can't say, you know, that, you know, we can't get the big head because it was dead. That's right. And so if, if the listener right now, if you've just been feeling stirrings, you know, uh, a long time ago, recently, that God has this thing for you to do, and probably things, many things that he wants us to do, is that um, he probably is going to take you through a death process. Mm. And so if you, can, if you can have your eyes open to that, and it can kind of soften the blow a little bit, you know, you're like, Casey warned me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that day, this is going to happen. Uh, and then, and, and, and it helps me. And I think that I kind of had that mindset whenever I got fired a year ago. Is like, okay, God, what you doing? You know, what you doing? Well, I think and, every person know, that I know that is walking in any level of maturity in life and ministry has gone through either one or multiple seasons mm-hmm. of significant brokenness in their life. So mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. purifying process can, yep. can happen yep. because otherwise you just get built up onto this false foundation. Things begin to really go great in the flesh. And then when the winds come and rain blows and all that, then boom, you've got no foundation to stand on. And I think God is okay. all about setting people in the kingdom in place that can have fruit in their life that will remain. Uh, that's going to mm-hmm. be of lasting impact and, that's just, that's so good. It is, it is so, you know, I question God as far as, um, not questioning God, but I ask God the question, why fired? You know, um, because, you know, you could have done this in any number of ways. And I, <laughs> in, 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 well, he could have, you know, he could have done any, you know, way. And I just thought, why, why being fired? Not really speaking from like a hurt perspective, just a curiosity. And the strange thing is, is that being fired, that element of the story has opened so many doors mm. for people to listen to me, wow. right? Because maybe they've been fired. Or maybe they're yeah. concerned about being fired. I mean, in this world today, everybody should be, right? And for some reason, that has just become a, a, a vehicle for a message of forgiveness. And I really believe that God is using my story and things that happened. Yeah. You know, um, may I talk about the um, forgiveness project? Yeah, absolutely. Be all right. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Pardon me. About, and I don't mean to say the Forgiveness Project was a, it's not a big thing. It's a, this is a, what I personally called it. Ironically, the person that fired me two months before uh, gave me a 48 by 36 gallery wrapped level three canvas. Very nice canvas that he actually found, you know, somewhere. And he gave it to me. And it's just so... Uh, I mean, it's funny how God works. It was day one of your first 30-day art challenge back mm. in January. And uh, I was, you know, invited by a friend to join them, you know, with it and stuff. And so I thought, I'm going to take and This is perfect timing, right? Yeah. <laughs> was, you know, recently fired, got this stuff going on, wanted to seek God, wanted God to use art, you know. So it was just the time, everything had just aligned perfectly. And it was midnight on the first day of the challenge, and I felt like I had a vision. If that makes people uncomfortable, I had a colorful thing that occurred in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw 
this canvas, which I had, you know, it was given to me two months ago, I was standing there blank, right, in my studio, hadn't done anything with it. And I saw the word forgiveness written, handwritten across the top. And then I saw that it had lots of forgiveness words written all over it. And I started getting the, the, the seed for what God wanted to do with this thing. And um, about a few weeks later, um, no less than two weeks later, I talked to my pastor and I said, this is what I feel like God's wanting me to do. I think that this art piece is supposed to have a foundation layer of forgiveness. And he let me speak in front of the church. And then in the lobby, we had this very same canvas and a hundred people wrote forgiveness or forgiveness messages on this canvas. Wow. Right? And uh, I manufactured some translucent paint, you know, that was pretty transparent. So to try to get as much of that to be able to show through at the end. And so I did this art piece and it's acrylic paint for him, but it's a big, huge, I did a spin. It's a big, huge thing. I have a video on it. And uh, it was Good Friday and I was prepared to put it up. I was done now at this point. I was going to put it up at the church and, you know, thinking that's natural, you know, they helped create it, you know, Good Friday. It had a Easter theme, you know, on it. And I uh, just heard God that, uh, no, put it into an art show that I was supposed to put in two pieces that uh, following Monday. And so I said, okay, I called the pastor back and said, sorry, and feeling like this is what God told me to do. And so I put it in this art show. My wife and I went to opening night and used to take two pieces, right? And we had to leave a little bit early so to get our kids in bed. And so I got a phone call before we even made it home saying, hey, your, um, your painting was chosen for this calendar in this area. Wow. And I thought, really? And I thought, well, you're kidding me. But yeah, that, that, the, that calendar, they make over 8,000 reproductions of that calendar. <laughs> and so your art piece is going to be, you know, and I thought, I thought it was going to be the other one. Because the other one... I thought would translate better, you know, into a picture, right. right? The small one. And no, it was the big one, you know, the, the, <laughs> the big spin that we did. Wow. So that became a platform for continuing this message of forgiveness. Um, the art center that I work with closely in Vadasa, Georgia said, would you please do a video? Uh, there's a one and a half minute video that's on their Facebook page, you know, that, that we could link to if you like, you know, that, that kind of briefly just tells the story of everything I'm talking about right now and how, um, you know, God wanted this, this forgiveness message to be told, along with the details about my hurt and my betrayal. Wow. I think there's this misnomer in Christianity. Somehow, some way, people have, you know, they think that it's in the Bible to, you got to forgive and forget. Mm. You got to forgive and forget. You got to forgive, then you go into, not into the denial that you were ever hurt. Wow. And that is so far from truth. You know, I think the idea where it comes from is, is that God takes our sins and he wads it up like a piece of paper and throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. And that's beautiful. But that's not an instruction that we have on us. We don't have the capacity to forget. Wow. And so because of that, people, and I even had some, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, some negative feedback um, even uh, recently from someone who read the very same post that you did. And said, you know, you, you know, you really should be over this by now, and you need to, you know, quit feeling this betrayal and stuff. And I said, well, I don't feel the betrayal anymore, and I have forgiven, and I don't have hatred. But it doesn't mean that you forget. It right. doesn't mean that you just snap out of it, and that you, you know, you, you still have to work through these things. Absolutely. And I, you feel completely caught up on forgiveness, you know. So, but 
but part of that process is, is I think, the, almost like the American version of Christianity is, is that forgiving means that you don't think about it anymore. And you, mm. you try really hard not to feel that pain. Yeah. And that's just not true. That's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. Because the more we give that to the Lord and allow him to use that in our life, the more healing it brings and, and all right. of that. So how beautiful. That's right. Well, Casey, yeah. I know that there are people out there right now that are listening to the podcast that are in a situation or may have gone through or maybe on the about to, they don't even know it, go through a situation <laughs> <It's> right, <laughs> like, you, like you've been through. Would you take a moment and just pray for them and just sure. uh, really impart the things that God has imparted in your heart during this process that they'd be able to walk with the grace that he's so worked uh, in your heart? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, uh, to tie into that, the, what started as the forgiveness project, I ended up titling that piece, Is Forgiveness Done? with a question mark. And mm-hmm. so I'd like to pray that with everyone now. Yeah. Well, God, we're just so grateful for you that uh, our, the forgiveness is done. Our forgiveness is done 2,000 years ago Yeah. by you sending your son and putting him on the cross and pouring all of your love, your, your grace, your mercy, extinguishing your anger. Mm. And forgiveness is done. Lord, if you can forgive me, you can forgive others. We can forgive others too. Yeah. Father, I just pray that you challenge everyone's heart that's listening right now with that question. Is forgiveness done? And if there is any hatred in anyone's heart, and I know that there's people listening that have a really good reason to hate, and that breaks my heart for them. I know it breaks your heart, Lord. But that you would help them, that they'd become willing, maybe even right now in this moment, that they would tell you, God, I, I want to move forward mm. in this forgiveness process. And that you would take that and you would move them. Forgiveness, I found, is a journey. Usually not, <laughs> not a one-step journey. <laughs> and so, Lord, I thank you that you'll be with them. I pray that they can make a small step, even today, even if it's just in their willingness. Yeah. To tell you, God, God, help me move forward in my forgiveness process. I'm willing. And I know that you will. Yeah. I know that you will. I know that that before 2019 rolls around, that if someone makes that decision in their heart, that they can, they will they will find a noticeable difference in their their lightness and their attitude mm-hmm. in their health as they look back with whatever amount of forgiveness that you walk them through. Mm-hmm. And I thank you, dear God for your great forgiveness. Yeah. We just love you and we praise you. And we thank That's you right. Father. That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, Casey, thanks so much for being on today. I know people are going to want to contact you and, and get in touch, especially if they're into acrylic pouring and fluid art and yeah. all that. Where's the best place that they can connect with you? Well, my website is my full name, CaseyColeCorbin.com. So that's C-A-S-E-Y-C-O-L-E-C-O-R-B-I-N.com. 
but uh, probably the best way is just through Facebook. Awesome. <laughs> uh, can't get around it, can we? That's is, right. Uh, the teach, Teachers of Flow is the uh, is the, the page that's um, uh, growing like gangbusters right now. We've got a couple thousand people on there. That's and awesome. then uh, the, the, the predecessor to that one is the one that I, I started called What's Selling? Because there's uh, in, anybody who's done any code paint pouring, you know um, – that you you get really really addicted and obsessed, <laughs> really really quick. Right, and so you you look around and now you've got thirty pieces that you created and you don't know what to do with it. Your spouse is saying, uh, <laughs> "Why don't you sell these? <laughs> you should sell. <laughs> you should really sell." <laughs> and let's you know we can't walk in here. So, uh, but just that the, the whole concept of the what selling uh, group is, is that people can only post and I have to police this like a mad dog uh, can only post pictures of pieces that they have sold and they have to share the price and some of the details about the sell. So it's just an opportunity to learn how to sell acrylic paint for and what it's selling for all over the world. Believe it or not, um, uh, tons of people from Australia are, or I don't know why, but there's a large hub of people in Australia that, um, do acrylic paint pouring, and then, then a lot of people that are uh, teaching. So that was uh, made sense to create the next page. So either one of those pages, I'd love for you to join, and uh, and kind of you don't you won't learn how to do acrylic paint pouring, but you'll learn how to sell it and learn how to teach it. So that's awesome. kind of my, my niche, if you will. That's great. Well, I just if you're listening today, I know Casey's story has really encouraged you, and if uh, if his groups are, would be a blessing to you, definitely definitely reach out him and take advantage of everything that he's doing. Casey, thanks so much for being on today with me. Very much my pleasure. Thank you, Matt. And I really appreciate everything that you're doing and you've done for me. You've been a huge blessing in my life. I appreciate that. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.